Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixel It. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. Hello. And today, we are finishing Far Cry Absolution. It is coming to a conclusion, uh, unless you've uh, played Far Cry 5, in which case you know that it's not really much of a conclusion, but we'll get to that. <laughs> it is not an ending in any sense of the word no. for the Far Cry story. Um, None. But yeah, it's it's this is a brisk chapter. It jogs right by you. It, it it it's Captain America saying, "Coming up on your left as you're as you're running around uh, the Washington Monument or wherever the hell that was." <laughs> it was in D.C. Damn it! Uh, you just you just pulled that one right out of your fucking pocket. I'm impressed. That was good. We're already off to a good start. We're off to a good start. It, and good strong and reference. I'm, I'm. It's a strong reference, and I'm. It has absolutely nothing to do with what happens in this this chapter. Nothing. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Oh gosh. So um yeah it um we start right off with them having taken a taken a little nappy nap in the car. Um, yeah. and Will wakes up and he sees Mary May is not moving in the front seat. And he's like, Oh my God, she's dead. Um, he has those thoughts. Um, because Jerome, the first thing he does is check her pulse. Yeah. <laughs> because Jerome and Drew have left. Um, right. Yeah. It's just the two of them in there. And also now based on that, we, we know that he's been kid, uh, not kidnapped. Sorry. He, he's been rescued because right. That was not clear at the end. It was of not clear the at the end of the part. yeah. So so he's he's in there with her and just assumes that she's dead. That's how fucked up he is at this point. He's like, yeah, okay, he's, well, she's a body. This is just a this is just a corpse that I'm sharing a car with. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. So uh, Jerome is taking is taking Drew has Drew out of the car. They don't specifically say why they're out of the car. I assume Drew had to poop or something. Yeah. You know, just like, or it's like time for now that's, and it's a conversation I would have liked to have seen because Jerome's, you know, the holy man. And here he is with the, the converted fanatic. Right. Uh, I would have liked to have seen that. I know, I know we're, we're following uh, uh, Mary May and, and Will here. And those are our protagonists, but I still would have liked to have seen the, you know, Preacher with a shotgun, yeah, talking to the tied-up cultist. That would have been yeah. interesting. I to wouldn't. Say the least. I wouldn't have minded a, a brief point of view scene from Jerome's point of view in in this moment. That would have been cool. No, absolutely. Um, but no, we got we got Jerome. Uh, we got Will finding Jerome and Drew upstream, and there's there's a little back and forth about about religion here. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a good one, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because so Drew basically just says, "How's your religion any different?" And Drome responds, "I'm not forcing it on anyone. I'm here as an interpreter, and sometimes even to me, the Bible is a foreign text. I'm not the end all. I'm nothing like that, and neither is God. You've got to do what you've <laughs> got to do, whether God is with you or whether God is not. I don't make excuses otherwise." And like. Damn, that's a that is a that is a solid preacher man right there. He is right. he's cutting right through all the bullshit. 
Well, and I appreciated that, but I was also, there was a part of that was like, forgive me for being cynical, father. I don't. Forgive me for being <laughs> cynical, father, but I don't believe that you exist. It kind of, no, it kind of made me think of uh, our very first book uh, with Resident Evil. And there's the scene with the, the one of the guys and he's talking about liking guns or something like that. And basically he refers to himself as a, he's like, sure, I pay my end. Oh, NRA yeah, yeah, Barry. Like everybody Barry? Else. It's good old family man, Barry. Good old Barry. He's like, but I'm not a fanatic. And I was like, oh, Barry, where art thou? <laughs> I'm a card-carrying member of the NRA, but I'm not a fanatic. And we're like, well. But I'm not a fanatic. Barry, that's, you that's see. That's basically what we're getting here. You see, in 2021, <laughs> Barry. All right, we're back in Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> we, we evidently didn't have enough to say about we, that one. You know what? I want to. I Let's just let's just turn back. Let's do an entire closing episode on Resident Evil. What do you say? I don't see why we shouldn't. Let's. Uh, I mean, people. People will wait. They'll, people they'll, will they'll wait. Fine. We're gonna pause Far Cry right now, and then. All right. So we're back to- from talking about Resident Evil. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. You know what you did. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well. It's got to take time to heal those wounds. So transponders. Uh, <laughs> transponders are a thing. Transponders are a thing. And uh, that was how John had found them the first time. And, right. and Will's like, was well, he doing the same trick again? And of course, John isn't doing the same trick. John is too smart. He's, he's too smart. He's a wacky cultist who tattoos people. How could you even assume that? He's probably doing the same. <laughs> Isn't he? He's, he's doing the same thing. He's doing the same thing. He's doing the same thing. He's, 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 yeah. um, good old, good old John. So we, we, they, they wrap up their conversation and, uh, with the decision to go to a place that will yes. has been avoiding for a long time now. And that's, you know, if you've been following along, you could probably guess where that is. Oh yeah. They're there. They're heading over to six flags over Georgia. Yeah. Uh, which was Will and his daughter's favorite spot to go. Uh, the plane tickets were not cheap. Not cheap at all. Not cheap. Not existent, really. Uh, it's just, the rest of the chapter is just him pretending to be in a plane when he's actually on a branch up high in a tree going, and then that's how the book ends. It was. He points down at the ground and says, look, I see six flags. From, yeah. From. And then he and then he falls out of the tree. He falls out of the tree, and it turns out that uh, the ulcer had ruptured, and he died. And he died. That was the end. That was the whole thing. Spoilers. No, he <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, sorry. We should have put that spoiler alert up there quick. Uh, no, Will Will takes them to his old home, which. I, Kevin, did this strike you as the stupidest move he could have possibly made? It's like the most obvious place they could have gone. It's like if you were making a list of places to go, it's yeah. Will's old house, number one, uh, number sure. number two, Mary May's bar. <laughs> right, right. Those are the two places. Number three, the church. Like right, right. Just yeah, <laughs> just straight back to where they just escaped from. Straight, straight down the list. Um, yeah, turn on your heel and head out there. Yeah, like yeah, it was. It just struck me as like kind of like like guys, you you escaped. They're gonna check out your old house. Like he, he makes a point of saying, like, is he gave the house to the church? Yeah, you know yeah. that was part of it. Like he gave it to them, and uh, so they. So it's not like it's a 
a hidden feature on the landscape. They know about this place. In fact, it, it genuinely surprised me when they get there that no one's waiting for them already. <laughs> because if, like, you'd figure, like, this is our it's property like, now. He, Let's yeah, he, station a couple of guards. He, yeah, it's like he gave the house to the church. They're like, I'm surprised there's no one living there. Like, right. <laughs> like, but, why but would then we do... We do enter the house and find out exactly why <laughs> it's probably better that no one's living there. Uh, it, it it looks pretty bad. <laughs> it's in a pretty rough shape. It has yeah, not been taken still care covered. of. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's still covered in old, empty liquor bottles. Uh, <laughs> and and someone has spray painted the word murderer on the wall. And both of these factors are things that um, you can kind of imagine Will going like, like good. Oh man, this place is a shithole. Jeez, I wonder yeah, who did all this. Yeah, Eden's Gate totally wrecked my old house. And then inner monologues like, yeah, that was me. I did that. That's uh, <laughs> I did both. Of, and he did. He, he did both of those. He did both those things. He spray painted murderer on the wall when he was really, really deep in his feelings. Oh, big time, big big feelings. He was. From he was man. so deep, so deep in those feelings. So deep in those feelings, and uh, and yeah, and the liquor bottles are from. Back in the day when he was, you know, it's, is it like 10 years that he's been? I know they said it's been a while. I think it's 12 years. 12 years, 12 years. So these are like 12 year old liquor bottles. Uh, Now, don't get me wrong. I don't expect the, you know, the cult that spawned the, uh, the alpha male that is Lonnie is probably not exactly up to speed on like cleanliness or anything like that. Right. But I'm kind of amazed that no one went in there with a garbage bag and didn't just, all right, let's just throw let's just toss the all oldest this stuff. bottles of Jim Beam into the bag. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and about, and so it's been 12 years or as, um, as, as, Jill Valentine would say a hundred and forty four months worth of dust have accumulated. (laughs) Oh, my God. You were thinking the same thing. (laughs) You were thinking. I was like, I wonder. I was literally thinking I was going to make a joke about dust on the bottles. And I was like, I wonder if Kevin remembers the fucking. (laughs) That's so great. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it is in there. Everyone's just getting a glimpse in a Will's psyche here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and and he has some like bummer moments. And I understand that you it's it's important to put him in there. But, you know, it's he has the bummer. Or he wished he had died instead of them. He wished he had gone just pickled himself in alcohol like he'd try to do so many nights and days after they'd gone. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's he has that he has. It should have been me. It should have been, been, been me. Yeah, he ha- he has those. Those moments are pretty expected, and 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 they deliver. They deliver on that. They do deliver on that. Yeah. So, so Mary May goes off to to give herself kind of a a, a quick wipe down. Uh, this sounds less titillating than it actually is, <laughs> especially uh, or it's it's less titillating titillating than it sounds, especially when you remember that she's just had a, uh, you know non-consensual tattoo foisted upon her yes she she basically just kind of cleans the area around the tattoo which i gotta imagine is it's probably not uh (laughs) they're probably not really uh focused on keeping these these tattoos from getting infected because the intention is to cut the skin out (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like she, and, and on top of that, one of the, I was like gritting my teeth the whole time they're describing this because at one point they, they talk about, she's so covered in dirt and grime and shit uh, that the words envy, which John had tattooed on her, she can't even see them under the, the dirt and grime. And so she like gets down there with like a little rubbing out. Like she's, I'm just imagining her like dabbing, rubbing alcohol on herself. a fresh like, tattoo. Honey, this is this is this is infected. It's you're there's no point. There's no point. Yes. <laughs> this is this is a mess. You you know, short of like a good scour, uh, this is not going to this is not gonna go well. I don't know. Just, just a single cotton ball and a little bit of hydrogen peroxide. Just you're gonna need I don't some, know if that's gonna do the trick. You're gonna need some antibiotics. <laughs> oh yeah. In a big, big damn way. Um I really wish this scene, though, so they're kind of like uh, Will's breaking out his supplies and, and making some canned food for them. Um, right. they, they they cut up some spam and put it into uh, tomato paste um, <laughs> and and beans and all that stuff. And um, this was the opportunity to uh, call back to the sterno. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my people, my people, everyone's got Sterno in their home. Uh, the the callback to the Sterno didn't happen because he has didn't a happen. two burner camp stove that he used when he was a young man, freshly back from the war. So it, for those of you keeping track at home, this is like a uh, uh, like a 47 year old <laughs> stove that he's using. Oh, yeah. Which is it's and 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 on top of that, I, I recently used one of those stoves. Literally a few days ago, I went camping with my fiance, and first and foremost, I love that thing. I love it. I, I <laughs> those things are amazing. But yeah, it's like now it would probably work okay after forty years because really, what you're doing there's not a whole lot of part, this, moving parts to it. Yeah, it's just a metal frame and everything. What I'm concerned about are the tanks of uh, of uh, 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 propane that you would have to use for it at that point. <laughs> it's like, is that, that's, that's, it's still good? Okay. Still good. I don't good. know how that works. you think it would slowly escape over time, yeah. at, at least over the course of 40 some odd years, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they are, they are, they are living like me in my sophomore year of undergrad. Uh, so they're just, just the f- whatever food you know, is, is vaguely around and, uh, and, and poor Mary May, she's in the, in the bathroom looking for any sort of ointment or tincture or something like that. All the lotions and salves have like separated over the years. It's yeah. just a mess. It's, it's, and didn't he, he gave her like his old, his wife's old shirt. I believe or he did. Like yeah. Yeah. Which I is just, they, I feel like they don't call it out specifically. It's just like, she understands the implication of, of like right. a woman's shirt, you know? Right. Yeah. She's like, Oh, I see. Yeah. That's, right. Yeah. So they're just having kind of a pitiful moment. Like they're all just, it, it's not a, it's a weird moment. I, 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 it call, is, I call attention to it cause it's weird. It's so weird. And it's like, it's awkward. They have drew there. Um, yeah. Every, like and drew is still like, not having him. He's still Drew is still he's pissed off at all of them. He's fire and brimstone. Um Jerome is in probably in the best shape of all of them because he hasn't been, you know, uh non consensually tattooed or 
or or carrying a hundred and forty five pound man or, over the course yeah, of three or and a half miles. Shot at all that stuff. Um right. so the thing that, that cuts the this awkward moment is something they notice that something is now on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Drum's car. Drum's car and is all, now that on would fire. Piss me off. <laughs> I'm like, man. I was doing you guys a favor. And now these guys are setting my fucking car on fire. <laughs> so, yeah, Eden's Gate has found them, to which I can only reply, duh. Of course, they were going <laughs> to find you there. Like, you went, I don't you understand why they didn't. Your old house. Why didn't they just take Jerome's car and just go? I, that, I had that question, too. You know, it's like in Far Cry 5, uh, it's made really clear that the Eden's gate group is like patrolling the roads and no one in, no one out, that kind of thing. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a level of like, eh, I don't know if I, there's a level of bullshit to that, that I don't fully buy, yeah, but it's, it's a game. It's game logic bullshit. Be like, Oh, they sure. can't get out. of You can't get out of the Valley. And be like, really? You can't. <laughs> right. And, and these guys like they, but they don't even try. Like there's no even mention of like, let's just get the fuck out of here and find the feds. Yeah, uh, there's there's not even not even an attempt at that uh, or even talk of doing yeah, there's, it, which is, there's which, talk of it later, but yeah, not like. Yeah, at this point, no. And that would have been the first thing I would have said, like when when everyone's sitting and we're like eating spam and tomato paste, which delicious uh, the moment we have a moment to talk, I'm like, OK, so this road will get us out of fucking Montana. Right. So let's just follow that road. Let's and go. They'd be like, "Let's go to Idaho." Like, right. what? What are right. we doing here? <laughs> they've got other cults there. We can deal with it. We'll, let's just deal with it as it comes. If I recall correctly, they are on the western half of of Montana. It's not like they're in the middle of Montana. I believe they're. No, I'm, I'm, I think you're right. I think they're. So, it's, the game is set relatively close to the Idaho border. Right. So there's something that you can do about this. I don't. It's yeah, but but whatever. Moving at on. At this point, we're we are really just wrapping it up at this point. Drums cars uh, on fire, and that uh, drums it's, cars it's moot at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, that's a good point. Even if even if one of them had had the wherewithal to say, "Let's get out of here and head west, young man." Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, at this point, a car's on fire, and Eden's Gate has arrived so gate has arrived and they have arrived in the big way there is so many of them and and will they well you don't see that there's that many yet but you know that they're mm-hmm. there and will is like let's go just leave drew it's gtfo we can sneak yeah. out of here um i know a way out that we could get out of here and uh mary may and you know and you and you know Will is being sincere because it, he's the one who had to do literally all the heavy lifting when it came to getting Drew out of there. Right. And if he's still, after all that work, willing to go, fuck this kid, let's just go, then he's, you know, he's being sincere. Yeah, yeah, he's willing to cut his losses, but Mary May is Absolutely. not, and that's the power of family. The, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Woo. That's, that is the Fast and Furious family right there. Yeah, not right there. They are too fast and too furious. Vin Diesel walks right in and says family. And then yeah. he leaves. The and, then, and, then, and, then, and then he walks back out because it turns out he's part of Eden's Gate. That's the thing they don't tell you. The Fast and the Furious movies, the family they're talking about is Eden's, Eden's Gate. Gate. Eden's Gate. The father of the family so, is, is the father in 
Far Cry Five. Um, Far Cry Five. They're all they're all uh, Far Cry Five prequels. Um, oh, what's they're all, yeah? What's what's that? Oh, the joke is leaving me. Okay. It's uh, it's escaped. It's out the. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. The joke's gone. Well. <laughs> the joke. Joke's gone. Joke's gone. Okay. Good. Good. So, will will uh, essentially, I, I he's going to. He's like, yeah, he's, he's, he's telling him, let's, I know exactly how to get the hell out of here. So let's go. And so what's Mary's plan exactly? Does she ever like get into why no. she's about to do what she's about to do? No, her plan is she's just going to take Drew and she's going to just wave a gun around. <laughs> right. That, that works. It's like, okay, great. I, that's another, once again, this is a moment <laughs> that I thought, I'm like, I'm going to have to come to Kevin on this one because I feel like I feel like I, I missed something here. But no, she just basically like leads Drew to the crowd with a gun to his back while Will is he's covering her. He, he's like he's, he's found he's, a, he's found a little sniper's nest and is is covering right. her. And and I don't know if this was on purpose or not. Maybe this is just me. But the way that Will described how he was going to have to climb up so he could get the full view of everything. It made me think of um, earlier Far Cry tower climbing, mm. uh, which by that time had become a joke even in Far Cry 5. For any of, any of you who don't know, in Far Cry 3 and 4 and all the little uh, standalone uh, DLC games that came out, one of the big things and one of the big criticisms <laughs> is that you would get to a new region and you would have to climb this giant tower that was sometime kind of puzzly, uh, and you had to figure out the best way. You had to climb all the way to the top and activate some radio signal or something on top, and it would open up the rest of that little region to you. And it got really samey and and kind of uh, uh, it just got it just got tedious. Yeah. After a while, and on Far, in Far Cry Five, one of the first missions you have is this old prepper man sends you up to go to the top of a radio tower and he makes a point to say, now don't worry. I'm not going to have you climbing these all over the state. I just, I, we just got to do this but, one. So it became this self-referential yeah, thing. I have to wonder if this wasn't related. Yeah. To that Cause it was like, and it's, it. it was the Ubisoft's like game design model. Um, Cause it wasn't just far cry. It was Assassin's Creed yeah. as well. Also has these, That's right. has That's right. these towers um, that you climb and in Assassin's Creed. It was usually like a period specific type of thing. So Assassin's Creed two and three, um, which are the only ones I played fully. Um, but <laughs> Ezio Editore. Uh, <laughs> where you played as, I was so mad about the third one. They had, they had a badass native American warrior and they wasted him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like in, in, in the ones in Italy that, you know, it was a church, like you would climb to the top of a church tower or something sure. like that. And then, yeah. Uh, dive usually it. they were churches I, I i the one i liked the one assassin's creed i liked was four because you know pirates uh and <laughs> yes it, it was it was churches and tower you know bell towers stuff like that but in any case yeah those were all that was kind of a running gag throughout a lot of the ubisoft games uh so i couldn't help but think that will's will's climb know. was was a was a little nod to the uh the tower climbing Right. I couldn't I couldn't help but wonder if that's what they were doing. But uh, so Mary Mae, with this plan, she just kind of shoves Drew down there with a gun to his back. 
and just kind of starts chatting with the crowd. Now it's weird because there is an effective moment here where she's like looking into the crowd of Eden's gate people and uh, there are people she knows. Yeah. The uh, one of the ones that really stuck with me, I was like, Ooh, that is kind of brutal is uh, one of them is an old elementary school teacher. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Oh wow. Because you know, with the cultists in the game, as in most games, it's like zombies, basically. Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of faceless. Right, they're faceless. You don't really see any, um, there's not much detail to them. Like, all the all the women are dressed in the same kind of dress, and all the men have, like, the, the beard. Um, yeah, you've got, like, five character models total. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so you, you don't feel bad about shooting them down and everything like that. Uh, but the first thing she's seeing is all these people that she knows, you know, people she passed in the street, maybe not people she was best friends with, but definitely part these, this is part of her community. Right. And I thought that was really effective. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I also like the fact that right before that, John yells out to her, what's your plan here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you fucked up when the crazy tattooing psychopath preacher kid is making more sense than you are. <laughs> Because she truly doesn't. She is winging it, my friend. She is winging it. Yeah. And uh, and and then John actually follows it up with another uh, another interesting point. He's like, "We're not here for you. Like we didn't we didn't come here to get you, Mary May. We came here to get Will. Yeah, we already tattooed you. Like we would have. Yeah. <laughs> like we're here for Will. And yeah, uh, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, he's like, we, you know, you, you already rejected us, and you know, we, we tagged you. Uh, we're sending, you, we were gonna send you on your way, pretty much. Uh, yeah. And now, but he's like, but you know, Will betrayed us, and we do not deal with that level of uh, hurt and rejection very well. Uh, so, they, yeah, he makes it clear. He's like, we don't give a shit about you and your little brother here. We are coming for Will. So it's a good thing Will's up in the tree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a good thing, and and then it cuts over to Will, um, and basically Jerome is. They just kind of they they describe basically the scene for Will, the way he's looking at it, and 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 now Jerome is. Uh, he warns Jerome like, "Be ready with the shotgun," you know, <laughs> in case right, they right. in case they they pop up on them. Um, and he, and he does have an interesting point there too with uh, Will. He He's got an easy shot on on uh, on John. Yeah, uh, he said it's a, he could take him out right then, but he can't do it. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, and I guess because, and I was like, "What the fuck? Are you t- you literally just murdered like twenty five dudes." <laughs> uh, you know, and and it, and, uh, and then he, but it's a it's a fair enough point. Like he basically says those people were self defense, right? And uh, and and this, this would just this be would cold be blood just, and murder. Which I would argue, if I may, yes, but it's also kind of self-defense because those guys are all there to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, I mean, you know, we could we could we could slice through the and I'm sure I am sure Montana has very strict has 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 a lot of self-defense laws about, you know, uh. (laughs) like defending your castle or whatever the fuck the right wing nuts want to call it. Um, 
Because, you know, you could say that this is Will's old property and these people were there to try to kill yeah. him. There's probably a person who could argue that. Um, Absolutely. Let's, uh, but- let, that, that's a bonus episode right there is the is the hypothetical trial of uh, of Will. What's his name? Last name again? Byers. Boyd. 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 Will oh, Boyd. Boyd. Yes. The hypothetical trial of Will Boyd in the murder of John Seed. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Now we we got it. We're gonna have to find the video game lawyer. Get him on here. Yeah, what's uh video game lawyer and uh we, on one side and legal eagle on the other. There you go. Perfect. 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 Uh, someone someone help hook us up with that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're just kind of standing there, facing off with each other at this point. It's a really weird and awkward uh uh scene there and 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 it's awful because john keeps making good points he keeps making good points he is doing like i want to say spiritual jujitsu on mary may yeah. at this point oh yeah <laughs> he, he very easily turns himself into the victim you know he's like you're the one waving a gun around <laughs> like as if they weren't just firing AK-47s. And yeah, shit like, them. you're waving a gun around and be like, oh, by the yeah. way, we didn't kill your we didn't kill your dad. Um, no, no, we're not murderers. And, uh, we're not murderers. And, and 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 you know, he's like, and you're the one who's like got a gun on your brother. He's tied up like he's a hostage. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and he he talks about, um, you know, it's really interesting because in Far Cry 5, the thing that Jonathan is super into, he's like this televangelist kind of type. Right. Uh, he he doesn't resemble this Jonathan so much, except for the fact that he's the one doing the tattooing. Um, but you get a snippet of him getting there. Uh, and I'm just I found a I found a little uh, uh, part here. He's talking about Gary, and uh, and he says we welcomed Gary. We knew about his wife, your mother. Our hearts went out to him. But we, John, stopped now and raised his arms to encompass all of them. We did not kill him. The father did not kill him. I did not kill him. What your father wanted from Drew was not something we had to had any say in. Only Drew could answer your father, and his answer was no. And uh, and basically, he's explaining why you know he's, we're getting to what happened. Yeah to Drew and Mary May's uh, father, but he's also hinting at what will eventually be his big, his big sermon thing right. is his, his catchphrase is the power of yes. Yes. Yes, uh, exactly. So it's kind of hinting at that, that. This, this seems to be like the beginning of where that all comes from, which I thought was a nice, touch. it is a nice touch. And it's also a nice little subtextual moment here from, from urban weight that they still have not, um, Nobody has said specifically outright what has happened yet, but exactly. um, he says only Drew could answer to your father. Like we like we're not involved in the whatever happened between Drew and your father. Like the church did not had, had nothing to had no say in what could happen yeah. between like a father and son. Like what? Which, I don't know. What, which, of course. Which is not true. Yeah, well, it's not true. Which is not true. Not true. But no. it's it's like. It's it's not true, but it's the smart answer from John. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it's also it's it's easy to listen to him, you know, say things like, you know, he's, you know, he's like, we didn't we didn't do anything to your dad. 
which is easy to assume that he's just flat out all the way around lying. Right. Um, uh, because of the kind of characters they have proven themselves to be. Uh, only but then, Drew could answer to your father. Only Drew can answer. And his and, answer uh, and, was no. Yeah, his answer was and no. And it's Mary May. She felt her hand loosen from her brother's shoulder. She had known in some way, but it was beyond knowing. It was like an accident seen in clear, bright sunshine of day, but its action was so horrendous that in memory, that same moment was dark as night. Unseen, unwanted, pushed away. And yeah. we now we're getting a little bit of a turn, and in, in that in that moment, Drew turns. He turns turns around and looks at her, um, yeah. because the moment the the scene is completely turned, and it's almost like the scene goes from Mary May in the midst and Drew in the midst of this crowd of of the church, and it's almost like in a play, you could you would throw the spotlight, you would turn down the lights, and you'd throw the spotlight just on Drew. And Mary May, because yeah. the world has shrunk to just around them. Um, and and it's, it's their moment. This is a moment between the two of them yeah. that we as the audience get to be privy to. Uh, and Drew starts, God, he starts whining. He is such I, a, he is so he is, whiny. I hate. He's such a little bitch. He is it's, just like, you're, you're older and smarter and funnier and stronger. And daddy gave everything to you. Um, right and it's like like, and here's the thing we sibling rivalry and issues like that that's real that stuff happens uh and so there's a part of you if you have any experience with that or if you know anyone who has or even if you're just an empathetic person uh there's a part of you that wants to go well let's let's hash it out let's listen and see what he's got to say and i'm about as empathetic as it gets right (laughs) I'm, I'm just, I, I want to hear everyone's damn story. And, uh, and I, and even I was listening to him going, Oh, shut the fuck up. You little brat. <laughs> Which is admittedly not something that one should say to a cultist that you're trying to unbrainwash. Right. But I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. But, out of my and head. that's the thing is like, is part of this is, is revealing that like, it's not really the cult for drew. Is it? <laughs> Not really. No. It's not the cult that 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 really enabled this. It's it's Drew. This is like this is kind of this is Drew at its core. Uh, this 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 sibling fury. Um, yeah. And Drew basically is kind of a sad dude. He just explains that uh, he goes, "Daddy never listened to me. He never understood me. The father did. Eden's Gate did." Um, so he talks he also talks about how um uh when they when he and his dad were talking he put his hands on me but I was not the little boy he thought me to be I, I had grown my mind had grown whatever power he once had over me was gone and Mary May is still trying to fight the idea and responds right. Mary May's still over there going but what happened but it, <laughs> and she responds it was a car accident and Drew just launches into this uh, another monologue and um he ends it with picture the fact that i was finally stronger faster and quicker than he had ever been picture that and then you'll understand it was not an accident that he forced my hand and he paid for all the wrong he'd done to me he leaned in now coming closer it was nothing to kill him it was like sticking a knife into something already dead and now this moment 
I love so much because it's it feels very Cormac McCarthy, right? Mm-hmm. It, it 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 feels very Cohen Brothers, which you know yeah. Cohen Brothers have you know um, did they direct? They like they 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 like Cormac they and like, they like their westerns. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And she, he admits it, and yeah. she immediately shoots him in the head. Like there is yeah, no there hesitation, is none. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> Like it, when when it just it clicks and she just like without hesitation just shoots him in the head. It was it's it's really insane because I was expecting more, more like hemming uh, and hawing from her. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, but the author rightfully knew that at that point there'd been enough of that. Yeah. You know, she had she had worked herself up and, and made excuse after excuse after excuse. Even when he was trying to tell her the truth, she wasn't quite listening. And when there was nothing else for her to do but listen, uh, she took no hesitation and just gacked her freaking brother in front of his weird cult, uh, which you don't often get to do. No, uh, I would say that's a very highly recommend. I'd say it's a very limited experience. Yeah. And let's face facts. Now that Drew is dead, the spread eagle's just not going to be the same. Uh, <laughs> that budding family business of Montana, the spread eagle. Uh, but, you know, I heard damn. they were thinking of franchising the, the name. <gasps> so there's going to be like the spread eagle West and the spread eagle East. Yeah. 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 This, I love there it. Are, you know, the spread eagle that you you get on the turnpike. At the gas, at, oh, the, sure. at the rest stop, there's yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and then eventually the original spread eagle that everyone goes to. It's like it's fine, it's good, and it's an experience, and everyone should do it once when you're in town for the first time. But really, the good one's the one out on the Beltway right before you get into town. Yeah, that one's really that's good. really good. That's where yeah, that's everybody knows that. Um, and it's always and it's less crowded for your tourists, <laughs> all that shit, you know. And the spread eagle T-shirt's the same, so you can just get it there. Yeah, that's it's the same twenty five ninety nine. Yeah, cotton. Kevin, we really need to open a book. <laughs> On an unrelated note. Unrelated note. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary May kills her brother, and uh, John's like, "Yeah, that's kind of what we wanted." <laughs> He's 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 kind of impressed, isn't he? Yeah. He's like he's like, oh shit, and and he actually he does something I never would have expected him to do in a roundabout way. But John admits that he was wrong. Yeah. Um, he's like, he I should have given you the sin of wrath. Yeah. He's like, you're not envy, you're wrath, and we that that is a way better sin to be. It is way honest. on the list of sins. It's it's way better. Right. And so at this point, you're expecting. Uh, okay, here comes the firefight. <laughs> but Eden's Gate just kind of like they're like, right on, bye. Like th- that was that was, was like, exactly what they wanted. Like Drew was in trouble. He killed your dad, and uh, he needed to die. So you did it. Yeah, you did it. You kept our hands clean. But we hate and you, and you need you. I was wrong about you, and you should have been wrath because you're a piece of shit. Right. But thank you. But you're a piece of but shit thanks. sinner. But thanks. Right. But thanks. <laughs> That's basically the scene. It's so weird. Yeah, like they could just take him out because, as we know, anyone who's played Far Cry Five, uh, uh, Mary May plays a role in bringing down uh, John as you play through it uh, through the first uh, first act. Yeah. 
and uh, and and uh, so he could have just taken her out. And I'm wondering why she, why they're leaving. And then Will has this moment where he's he's like he's kind of explaining it to Jerome, <laughs> and uh, which is like which I'm like, oh good, Will, thank you. I needed someone to explain why they're just go- goddamn leaving right now. And he's he basically says like like they have a they have a secret about her now. Like, it's like, wait, what? They're going to blackmail her? Uh, isn't the whole point that they run this fucking town like, like the mob? Yeah, I don't understand what they need, what they have over her. Her family is dead. Right. <laughs> right. Her whole family's dead. And they're like, oh, but we know you killed your brother. And she's like, yeah. And I know that you killed like a thousand other people. What, like, what difference what, does it make? What are you going to tell the cops? Like. Let's run to the sheriff. We're Eden's gate. We play by the rules sometimes. Sometimes, you know, when it when it matters. Um, yeah. And the whole thing. It's funny because Will is like watching the whole thing, and he can't hear anything. No, no. He just kind of assumes it. Like he's just like, yeah, that's pretty much what happened down there. Just said it. Oh, shut up, Will. And Jerome is like, uh, no one is beyond help. Not you or me or Mary May. And Will said nothing. It was a mess. It was all a fucking mess. And there was no way he could see his way out of it. But he knew they would try. End of the chapter. End of chapter. Which, which, you know what? That kind of, uh, it, that says it all. It really does. It's like, it's a fucking mess. It's a and mess. we're going to need a protagonist uh, who shows up in a video game to get we us out of it. We need a video game protagonist, uh, honestly, to get us. We, Pretty much. We cannot have <laughs> any more complex... You know, morally gray protagonists no. dealing. We need we need a video game protagonist who can't die to kind of fight right. their way through right. through we, this. We just don't have time for this. <laughs> God damn it. And we. Yeah. So, yeah, that's chapter four, which and, is pretty much. The, it's like the, the it's pretty much the end of the story. Like we get a chapter five. It's really short. Um, it's a very minimal it's, epilogue. It is a it is a denouement, if anything. Yes, exactly. But that's but that is the end of the story. Uh, we get we get our final chapter. We get our end uh, that final chapter at the end of the last Harry Potter book, where you find out where everyone ended up and all that shit. Um, but yeah, I named like him after the two the bravest men I ever knew: Winston Churchill, Tom Thurmond, and what? <laughs> We went for two different racists. That's amazing. <laughs> Strom Churchill. Strom Churchill. <laughs> the, the most racist man alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry Harry voted leave, by the way. Oh, my God. Of course he, he did. Of course he did. He voted leave 100%. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. you know, he's a Tory. He voted leave. He's he's and now he's probably complaining about the fact that, you know, like shipping prices are now too high in the UK, which they wouldn't have been if they hadn't left. But, you know, whatever. That's that's a, whatever. Whatever. A, oh, Harry. Oh, Harry. What do you learn? Yeah. What are you going to learn to not be written by a hateful, hateful turf? Um. <laughs> it's, it's like I think that is like our fourth anti anti-rowling rant we've had on this entire show fuck you jk rowling fuck you jk you know let's yeah let's just in case anyone's wondering fuck her oh god fuck her and everyone who looks like her we should um i want i i would love to hire like an editor to just listen and supercut like 
things together of when we like are are like going after a public figure just so we have (laughs) oh god yeah that day's coming don't you worry uh so will basically is uh in the woods and yeah um you know it's 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 back to chapter one writing you know he's he's pretty much yeah he's just out in the woods he's out in the woods he's living um and possibly dying is he possibly is dead in as of the last line they they briefly at at the in chapter four um at the beginning of chapter four some point drew has told jerome about he watched will hack up a bunch of blood yeah um but that's basically the end of it and and by now in chapter five he you're right it's basically just back to chapter one he um he like stalks his way through the woods back to his not his not 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 the home he used to share with his wife and the, daughter the where the standoff home. went down. Right. But his like, yeah, his his hideout in the woods and Holly and a bunch of the Eden's Gate people are there just plundering the whole place and making themselves at home. Uh, so he basically just kind of goes, well, I guess it was stupid for me to come back to that place thinking things would be fine. So it just goes uh, and lives off the land. Yeah, that's that's literally the the end of his story. It it just says that he just he just disappears into the wilderness to live off the land and 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 some say that you can still hear him well, in yeah, the distance. Well, yeah, the thing is that it, on a full moon. It, it also <laughs> kind of hints that maybe a grizzly bear eats him. That's the thing. It does. <laughs> He took one step yeah, and another. He put a hand out to the brush and pulled away a branch. There was darkness beyond, an unknowable void that asked now for him to enter to see and see what had followed him for hours and for days and possibly for all the years of his life. And that's picture wrap on Will. We we are getting yeah. zero more information on Will. It is yeah. it is the it is the vague ending of your protagonist, um, which you know all the artsy stories end with a. <laughs> I really would love it though if like if 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 we were making this into a film and it's like he's like going and he hears something out in the wilderness and all of a sudden this fucking bear just up and eats him it's like after everything he's been through after all the badassery he's done he just like ah oh, shit and it's, this bear just starts tearing him to shreds it's like the uh it's like uh it's like like Brad Pitt Brad Pitt and Burn after reading or right oh, oh god Oh God, that was such a pitiful way to die. Yeah, just 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 some goofy look on his face being torn to shreds by a bear. Uh, he does he does have a quick moment at the very end where basically he has this the he talks about the memories of his family and how basically it's 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 okay to to revisit those memories and he and he and you know he hopes that uh you know, he talks about like you know, as long as you have those memories, your your family and they're never really. Yeah, there's truly some really gone. nice lines about like nothing ever goes away. Um, right, and he and he hopes that Mary May will eventually learn that, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's nice. But then, yeah, he and then just, a bear I, eats him. Maybe I don't know. A bear eats him. <laughs> Probably. 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 <laughs> I have to, if he's living out in the woods, he's probably going to die beating, being eaten by a bear. Yeah. That's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons you go to live out in the woods. So you don't, 
die of like slipping on soap one morning. Like yeah, you actually, it's either, either going to be like the, a bear or like a, a, an infection. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in that case, a bear is probably going to eat your corpse anyway. So that's pretty yeah. Wild. Yeah. You're they're They're scavengers. They're. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really whatever they it's got. Still good. It's still good. So, so, and then they, we, now that his protagonist uh, 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 storyline is wrapped, uh, we cut over to Mary May, who's looking over uh, the three graves of her three dead family members. Uh, and uh, it, it's a hilarious kind of exchange. I don't think it's meant to be hilarious, but I couldn't stop laughing. Uh <laughs> Where the sheriff is just like, hold on, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read it. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucked. Uh, I'm like yeah, leveling yeah, at it uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the sheriff is like watching her look at this, these graves, and when he finally brought his eyes to Mary May, he said, "I guess this means you found your brother." <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, I know that like country folks are less sentimental and shit, but Jesus, that's what Christ. you call gallows humor, right there. <laughs> that's definitely it. And then he says, and so like eventually he goes, to, "What did he die of?" She says, "His heart gave out." He goes, "That's right, that right?" She says, "That's right." <laughs> and he says, uh, "He says if I go in there and I ask what happened to your brother, are they going to tell me that his heart gave out?" And she says, I don't know why they wouldn't. The coroner seemed to give it to us straight when daddy was in there. An accident, I believe. And <laughs> it just basically having this back and forth where he's like, you killed your brother, didn't you? She's like, nope, his heart gave his out. His heart he gave goes, out. Is everyone, they going to back you up on the whole heart giving out Pre- bullshit? Pretty like, sure. I, he's like, I know I'm just a, a, a you know, a corn pone sheriff from uh, Montana, but I also know what a metaphor is. <laughs> so this whole heart given out thing, I also watched Star Wars uh, Revenge of the Sith, like giving, you know, I, I know that people don't just die of a broken heart, no matter what Princess Leia's mom did. Yeah. So <laughs> it just, oh, God. it's fucking insane back and forth. So the sheriff just leaves her alone because you know what? Fuck it. And I, and I, I respect that. Yeah. I truly he, respect he, that. The sheriff fucks off and, uh, yeah, he's like, cause Eden's gate's still around. He's like, we're going to have a lot worse to deal with here. That's just and the sheriff finally man. is like, you know what? I, I, I probably got to do something about this. And be like, Oh, well, right. thanks for finally getting off your ass, sheriff. Yeah. Thanks for prologuing the beginning of far cry five. Yeah. Cut to the sheriff in the helicopter with, the the federal agents, <laughs> which, which which stands out honestly as one of the best uh, video game opening and uh, scenes I've ever played. They also one of the things that I I notice is they do set up the fact that it's not the sheriff and they don't know where the leak came from and then they answer that question in the pro in the opening of Far Cry Five that it was the dispatcher in the sheriff's office yeah. that is yes. leaking things to the church. Yes. Now, and that and that is something we, we we forgot to get specific on in the fourth chapter. They basically like, yeah. There's been there's been a leak. Wait, hold on. I'm getting him something mixed up here. Like at some point. At some point, John I forget said, what it was, but they talk about. Yeah. At some point, John says to him. He says he says because they they said how do you find him? John said you act like we didn't know where you were the entire time. Right. So someone's been like 
feeding them information. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Mary May also talks about how John knew that John knew she was going to get Drew. Um, she br- she brought that up earlier. She's like, she he knew I was mm-hmm. going to get Drew after I talked to the sheriff. And right. um, so, yeah, it's not the sheriff. It is it is her. It is his uh, dispatcher. I forget the na- her name, what? but he's like, um, I remember at the, <laughs> at the end of the beginning of Far Cry 5, he's like, God damn it, Martha, or whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah, go, it's Martha. Yeah, like, God fucking damn it, lady. You're like, wait, your name. Yeah, it's. Your, why'd you say Martha? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Martha, save Martha. Save Martha. Uh, save Martha. And, uh, <laughs> save Ayn Rand. What'd you say? Save I- Ayn Rand. Oh, God. Yeah. What'd you say, Ayn Rand? Save Henry Rourke. Um, <laughs> so, and, and then finally, the book ends with Mary May back at her bar. She's cleaning the place up. Getting and, it ready uh, for business. The, getting it ready. And her first, and her first uh, well, I don't know if you can call him a customer, but her first visitor is, uh, is the young sheep herder from before there. That got the shit kicked out of him by Lonnie. Yeah. Yeah, and he's and he's he's uh, he's no worse for wear at this point, and volunteers to help her out, and uh, and you find out that he's the same age that she was when she first started helping her dad out at the Spread Eagle. The Spread Eagle, the family bar, the family bar, <laughs> Spread Eagle. Try, try the fried pickles, ladies and gentlemen, here at the Spread Eagle. <laughs> And that's and that's Far Cry Absolution. So, uh, Kevin, what did you think? Um, it is written extremely well. There are some weird yeah. plot contrivances that I think are done for the sake of like setting things up for the game. Um, yeah. There's also some weird things like and you could tell that this was I looked into it. This was written being written before the game came out and while well, the game was still in development so some of the details changed over time wow okay that explains so a lot, mary mays that's good mary mays hair color changed the fact that she doesn't even seem like she has a tattoo in the game itself in fact there's a mention certainly never addressed it's certain it's never addressed that her family is never really addressed other than her no other no, than her no, dad her like daddy's that. truck which is as video which, gamey as it gets um yeah and um, there's actually a bit of lore in Far Cry 5, and if you go to the clinic or something like that, there's a mention that Mary May is allergic to tattoo ink. So... <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, so she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. Uh. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's there's some weird little differences, um, and they obviously had to set it up with a character like... Uh, like Will, who was not definitely not going to be in the game. You know, he's this really right. active protagonist. It seemed it would seem weird if he wasn't in the game. And, and I believe Will's shack is a place in the game you can get to eventually. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't I didn't yeah, realize I, that. I but that I, I, you never you meet find, him. You find his place, but you never meet him. Okay, no. yeah. So Will Boyd is because um, he's too much of a doer to not be involved when the shit hits the fan um yeah yeah so you know that's that's kind of but yeah i i liked it i think it was in terms of like the pros it was the best prose of all of the books 
that we read. Yes, I I, I have to agree. Uh, at, at a certain point, I was I was feeling like this was the best one we'd read so far, and I kind of I've backed off of that. Yeah, a little no, bit. I'm putting I'm putting Halo Fall of Reach back on top because it it I am too. It's uh, it, yeah. it definitely has a better. Um, it's structured better. It's it's yeah. It's just a better put together. It's better. Book. Yeah, it's a better end to end experience. Yes, and 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 on top of that, I I do believe um, that you could read Halo Fall of Reach uh, without having played the video games, without even really knowing uh, very much about Halo, uh, and really enjoy it still as its own thing. Right. Whereas based on the ending, based on a lot of the little details, it, you really do need to play Far Cry 5 to fully appreciate this. Yeah, book. because there's not a lot you of... You can't just pick it up at the newest There's end. not enough um, resolution for the, the, the meta narrative of the church and Eden's Gate and all that stuff. No, I mean, hell, there's not enough setup for it. No, there's not enough uh, setup. You just, yeah. You don't know squad... Of, now, don't get me wrong, they don't go into great detail um in the game uh but uh you know the book you know you just vaguely know that they're a weird ass vaguely alt-righty christian cult right uh but it doesn't go in and that like there's the you know the leader and they baptize people against their will and that's kind of it you don't um you don't go into anything of detail right so you you know it's like that that's the kind of thing i have to feel like if this were being written independent of the video game an editor would say hey we need to know more about this thing yeah <clears throat> it needs uh, to be a little bit play the game you're it needs to, it'll be a little bit i would say longer and i would probably throw another like if this was going to be completely independent i would have um I, I probably would have plotted it out with an additional point of view character, um, perhaps mm-hmm. Jerome um, as somebody who can really be the anchor for like before and after, um, because obviously his as right. the pastor, he's seeing people flee, like leave his congregation and go over to this other one. Um, so I think that would be kind of interesting. Um yeah. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. I think Urban Weight did a yeah. hell of a job with what he had, um, what he yeah. the the universe that he had to play with. He made it a lot more serious, a lot more dramatic than Far Cry has ever been before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and God, a lot more yeah. complex. I mean, yeah, the characters became still... <laughs> a lot more complex for Far Cry. It, it, that it's true. Uh, I, I, I finished up this chapter and and then I sat down and played a little Far Cry Five to keep myself in the mindset, and immediately went and did uh, one of the race challenges, uh, <laughs> where I'm listening to Redneck Rock blasting through torched, you know, uh, circular targets right. uh, with fireworks going off uh, in in this hillbilly, you know, mountain roadster. Uh, and I was like, you know, maybe the tone's a little different. <laughs> It's a different tone. We'll see. And as a, and as a professional writer, like I I know the feeling of like you hand the copy over at a certain point, and at a certain point they're just gonna they're, they're probably just gonna do whatever the fuck they want with it. Yeah. Um. So I can only but but I've never 
made had something so dramatically shift. I just imagine Urban Weight being like, he gets the book out there, and they're like, this is great. We love it. We're doing it. We're publishing it. And then the game comes out, and they're like, hey, so the game's out. You ought to play the game. We actually uh, threw in a few references in there, and da-da-da, and that's it. I think you'll like it. And he's like, oh, cool. I'm really excited that they finished this edgy, dark Western game. Right. Uh, that I, uh, that I, you know, it's like, and then he starts playing. He's like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is, is, is urban weights. Far cry is, um, the, the fully thoroughly political far cry video game that we never got. That's exactly it. You know, for those of you who don't know, uh, Ubisoft has basically bent over backwards, sideways and diagonally every opportunity they get. Um, to avoid admitting that there's anything political yeah. uh, that happens in their games, even though the games are insanely political. There's no getting around it. Uh, but anytime people ask questions, they become Neo in the Matrix bending over backwards while bullets like ring over them somehow. Uh, <laughs> but Urban Weight didn't get the memo that Ubisoft is trying to keep this game from being political. Right. And, um, you know, don't get me wrong. He's still not too overt about it, but uh, it's, it definitely says more. Yeah. Uh, in a, in a straightforward way than, than, uh, than Ubisoft would probably right. have you, you know, yeah. believe. Yeah. 100%. All right. Well, I think that about does it for far cry absolution. And, uh, uh we had been playing around with our schedule and it's it's looking like we're going to be doing Dead Space Martyr next, which is uh, and just in time for Halloween. just in time for the for spooky season. We're going to be doing Dead Space Martyr, which tells a story of the church. I believe it's the Church of Unitology um, in the Dead Space, yeah, something like that. in the Dead Space universe, which it's basically the founding, the finding of the first marker and all that, all that fun stuff. Um, so we'll be digging into that. And Phil is going to force himself to play Dead Space and and get some get some spookums out there. Um, I love it. I love it, too. Uh, and then until next time, um, make sure that you you. You like us on on the tweeters and you you on the tweeter machine. on the tweeter machine and you give us a five star rating on Apple iTunes reviews or Apple podcast app, whichever one you happen to be using and uh, share, share it with your family, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, By all means. you know, do just just get it out there. Write it on right, right. Pixel it on on postcards and mail it to random strangers and never yeah. explain why. Put it in Sharpie on bathroom walls and uh, and and in rural sections of the American Southeast and send us pictures. Yeah, that's pretty much the best way to. And yeah, hashtag pixelit tagging. Um, actually, don't do that. We don't. I'm not sure if we could be held liable for that. So we'll. Uh huh. We'll. I am. Yeah. I am explicitly. Don't do that. I am explicitly uh-huh. telling you to not do that. Wink. Wink. I am not winking. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night.